One testosterone driven head. 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 I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I talk about every single episode of the X-Men animated series. And uh, we're back with two more episodes that uh, I think are reasonably good. What about you, Gary? How are you doing and what do you think about these episodes? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm getting over a cold, so you're going to hear me do a couple like the gentleman's cough, like a discreet, like I'm going to go like, (coughs) you know, kind of point away from Mm -hmm. the microphone so Mm -hmm. it's not super loud. That will actually probably be the only cough that's audible because I'll just mute all the other ones. Not so it's yeah, so that's it's, the example. So it's to cough. keep your dignity. <laughs> Instead of muting it, cut it out and then insert it every other time I have a cough, so it's eerily similar. Every single time <laughs> it's, it's the just exact same cough. <laughs> just just sure. throat noise. Data. MP4. Yeah. Gary's throat. No, it's got to be Gary's throat. Flack. I want to get that that yeah. primo. <laughs> get really good audio. Yeah. Put it in the folder. Just marked Gary's throat. That's uh, for all file types mm-hmm. related mm-hmm. to my throat. It's like Gary's throat. MPEG. I can guarantee. I can guarantee bin. that nobody would ever click on the folder called Gary's throat. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you gotta hide shit, man. I know. That's that's, yeah, that's yeah, all where all my weird pornography is. The kind of stuff that I'm actually yeah. embarrassed to show on. <laughs> Specifically, the pornography about Gary's throat, which is overlaps with your weird pornography. I mean, that is um, that's, hey. that started there, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm getting over. Uh, I, I hope I'm getting over. I've had like a cold for a week and a half or so, but other than that, I'm good. And I also uh, think these episodes are good. Um, these two are, are, are good episodes. Mm-hmm. This is like good and sad and it's about mutants and, uh, especially cause we watch, you know, we watch these in batches and we record them in batches. So we're recording three episodes today. And, uh, as we move on, things get more bonkers and weird, uh, from here. And this is already really weird. It's like, it goes from successful, weird to unsuccessful, weird to like transcendent, weird. As we go, like it gets real galaxy brain near the end. It, so you know what we can we can probably make that meme with like our last five episodes, and it would ha- be fairly accurate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like you know this one where it's just like you know ro- like Wolverine being turned inside out, you know normal brain, rogue being attacked by <laughs> four tiny mini rogues. rogues. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, you know, Wolver- uh, it's so like, much. It's too much, Gary. When his yeah, claws so turn into like burst weird. out of a tr- uh, into snakes. Uh, Silver Surfer is summoned from a tree, or not Silver Surfer, a Silver Samurai is summoned from a tree, uh, you know, Boba. Ha- excuse me, and has a motorcycle gang. Let's not forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Samurai's ninja motorcycle gang in the peaceful village where Wolverine has moved to do chores. That, uh, uh, that, they, that they live on, on Stereotype Mountain is the name of the mountain. Yeah, it is, uh, um, well, yeah. It is, uh, so, and then, and then with the finale, our Christmas episode, which I think we mentioned was going to come out the beginning of December, but it's actually mm-hmm. going to come out a couple weeks after that because there is so much to talk about. We're splitting it off into its own special. Yeah, I started uh, counting up all of the audio clips that I was I was noting down to be able to pull and put in the episode, and I doubled the length of our normal episode because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's put, so fucking quotable. So <laughs> put put the whole episode in 
uh, in audio form <laughs> exactly. for, the, uh, for the back half. Like, I'm just, and, I'll just, as a play. and I'll just duck out the volume every once in a while and we'll, we'll talk about, about a scene and then we'll just go right to the episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, mostly it speaks for itself. So this, this is a real, this is the beginning of the galaxy brain mm-hmm. uh, meme for the show. Uh, with uh, you know our episode thirty, but we're talking about uh, Proteus uh, Part One and Part Two. But before we get into that, how are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing well. Uh, the last time we recorded a couple of these, I was in the midst of my own cold that you could probably hear if you, mm. if you listen back to those episodes. They were, <laughs> I could definitely hear a difference in my voice. Uh, I'm finally over that, and um, I'm I'm just here, man. Like life is good right now, so we're we're, we're barreling towards Christmas, and I'm hoping to get uh, all of my real work and pod work done so that I can um, take a I hate the word staycation, but uh, take a vacation and like work on my house a little bit and stay at home and stay at home. Yeah. Take it. If you don't want to say staycation, it's a staying vacation. It's a portmanteau. So just so you can take a staying vacation. I think I might just, I don't know like if this is a function of just getting a little bit older, like getting up in years, getting a little gray in my beard, but I think I just Mm -hmm. can't fucking stand portmanteaus anymore. Like just say a couple of words. Like what? I'm 37 and I'm willing to chalk up a couple of syllables. Like, what are you, what are you trying, what time are you trying to save? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Did you know that Veggie Tales is a portmanteau of Vegetable Tales? So, the, uh, <laughs> so, so when I say that I don't like something, you're just now going to give me examples of things that I don't like? Is that how the podcast Yeah, I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to, to push you into a, into a rage for a spicy rap. The, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I can appreciate a portmanteau. When it is new to me, if it's one that people use like all the time, though, I also get annoyed or just abbreviations too. like somebody referred to uh, salt and pepper as SNP to me once. And it was like, this is that's bad. Wait, Stop the that. band or just like the color? Like what are we? No, just the, just, or just the, the, the color, the, the seasoning. The the two the two table spices. Oh, okay. No, that's not what yeah. I didn't even get it from. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> that's how bad that acronym is. <laughs> yeah, SNP. Um, when I was saying uh, staying vacation, it sounded like I was saying uh, staying vacation with oh, a, you with a accent. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were saying staying, staying. like a Mustang <laughs> vacation. <laughs> yeah, or, or you're just going to like go down to the apiary, whip it out and smear honey on your dick and, and have yourself a staying vacation. Speaking, um, speaking of weird pornography that we hide in folders. Gary's apiary staying vacation. <laughs> Volume two. <laughs> just, just, just a bunch of allergic reaction. <laughs> I like that you're doubling down on your content now though, because now you can put this on the other side of the DVD and make it behind the scenes content. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's because well, it's a, uh, when people talk about how they have their private horny accounts and their main accounts, they're referring probably to apiary porn, uh, almost, and also almost certainly <laughs> like the whole like if you go into apiary Twitter, it's it's extend, it's exclusively bees crawling <laughs> on dicks. So. <laughs> <laughs> like you've heard of weird twitter and you've heard of horny twitter and now but here's b dick twitter yeah, yeah. <laughs> when oh, is b2 um, coming out <laughs> do you like do you like jizz um, <laughs> um anywho uh <clears throat> proteus part one yes the uh, the the long hidden secret patient of Muir Island, a reality warping mutant teen known as Proteus, escapes from his fifteen year long captivity and wreaks havoc across Scotland, searching out his father. Uh, that's accurate. Yeah, this, that's actually well. It's short, so they they usually yeah, the short, shorter so. they are, the more accurate that they get. Um, yeah. and for a two part too. Yeah, we're this is part one and part two. Th- this episode is really. 
I think this is like a really solid X-Men story. Like we've got a mutant oh, yeah. that doesn't know how to control his powers. Like we're bringing in like some of the extended X-Men fam, like Demure Island, Mora, Banshee. And uh, we have mutants that are like, we have one specific mutant that's going through and like causing chaos. And then because it's the cartoon automatically fixing it right after. So there's literally no consequences. Yeah. <laughs> this is based on a classic, like a classic comic story. Mm-hmm. Um, how weird is it that Moriar McTaggart has a son uh, that is a reality warping mutant. And then also Xavier has Legion who is a reality warping mutant, but like the different kind. See is, so I always get confused, right? Because I know Legion is Xavier's son, but I always thought he was Xavier's son by Moira. Like, does Moira have I, just the the reality warping mutant gene that she's carrying around with her? Maybe I haven't seen this explored. And I don't like to be fair. Like, this is a weird. Like, I don't not actually that familiar with that like period of X Men history, mm-hmm. like the intersection with Muir Island stuff. I don't know this story. I don't know if I ever read these comics that this is based on. Um, so I don't know. I thought that was, it was Moria's, uh, son as well, but maybe Proteus in the comics is not Moria's son. Maybe that's something they did for the show to simplify it. Like a a tiny modicum of research could have fixed this. I admit, but I I didn't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You were too busy Googling how to spell the word apiary so you could make your DVD cover. too busy quote-unquote beekeeping to uh (laughs) research for the show so i uh instead i I just i'm not totally sure it's not really important to this plot but uh it is it is very strange that there's all these reality mutant sons or reality warping sons Mm -hmm. you know in this in the show um we open up with uh Moira and Banshee, who uh, is just casually hanging out in his Banshee outfit, which he never gives, takes that shit off. He just, does he sleep in it? Is it like his PJs? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it because it doesn't look convenient or like comfortable or anything either. I think it just because it shows off his physique. Like you know, Banshee's fairly cut. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and, and he's got to have those like, little armpit wings, right? Like that's that's yeah. the style in Ireland. And <laughs> it was this nineteen ninety two or whatever. <laughs> In case he has to fly. Sure. Um. um and they've got like this this monster. They've got this weird little. Uh, he looks to me like a cartoon computer virus. Okay, yeah. You know, like if mm-hmm. you were gonna like make a uh, an illustration of of a, a virus and like a, a '90s cartoon, people went to a computer to fight it. It would look like Proteus uh, in this. <laughs> and they're just they're zapping him, and he's just screaming. <laughs> it's so <laughs> bad. And Moira's like, "I'm so sorry." He's, I think Moira basically says, "Like I know it hurts, but you're getting better." <laughs> like, wow, thanks. Yeah, Mom. I don't really. <laughs> I don't really know what what exactly is happening. Like this one common thread with the three episodes we're recording today is that if you didn't know anything about X Men, none of this would make any fucking sense to you at all. We're we're like far past the episodes I think that like set up their own premise and stuff. Because this, if you just come in on the scene, it just looks like Moria and Banshee are just torturing a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um luckily this this works right like he finally breaks through and like the weird uh computer virus monster turns into just a normal kid like this wearing normal clothes um this kid's name is kevin so we don't have to say like mm-hmm. weird computer monster anymore but, but but everyone calls him proteus including his mom and including dad and, like, his mother <laughs> yeah what like give him his mutant code name which is like he's not he's not a superhero who started calling him Proteus? I don't. We're, we're going to learn that this kid has not had a normal life and he barely knows anything about the outside world. So the the idea that he chose this name for himself, like I just, what? Why did you call yeah. this dude Proteus? It's extremely, it's extremely weird. And like this kid's life is very sad where he's just been like getting zapped with torture rays. 
And the torture rays are just to give him a human form, apparently, because they don't make him sane or make him, you know, uh, control his powers or anything or anything. They didn't teach him anything about his powers. They're just trying to make him not look like a monster. So and then so now that he doesn't look like a monster, he freaks out and leaves. Uh, He turns into the thing, busts out of the wall. (laughs) I mean, it looks exactly like the thing to me without like all the brick uh, motif. Um, and then he possesses Banshee, and that's when we find out that this dude can literally like jump in people's minds and just take control of their bodies for a while, and basically like rifle through their memories. This is really kind of skeevy and bad, especially like this kid who's a teenager that can do all of this stuff. Like it's it's really weird. Yeah, th- this kid this kid is is really like a problem, and the fact that they've just been kind of keeping the secret monster that they've been torturing for fifteen years, uh, and then like it, it has the power to get out. Pretty much at any time, like any time you you take your finger off the torture button from this kid, it can escape. <laughs> you think it's Banshee's okay. little elves from his castle are just always one of them is always sitting on the torture button? <laughs> just always have, to have somebody leaning on that button, or else he's going to get out. Is one of the like the worst things that one of like the worst acts that have been done in this show. I think is torturing this kid for fifteen years without teaching him like he don't possess people. I don't know why Moira, you know, who is a mutant scientist, always thinks that she needs to make a scientific therapy gun to fix mutants. Like she did this with uh, <laughs> with Morph too. Do you remember like that Morph episode that he got off of a, like an electronic table that she was like had instruments pointed at? He was like, "I feel yeah. great." <laughs> like it's yeah. not a, stop trying to make a therapy ray. Just He's go insane. to psychology school. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything is a zap like a zap based solution <laughs> like, so good. um moria tries to to stop stop him uh mm-hmm. for doing this kind of talks him out of like you know you're hurting banshee she says so there's also like implied pain in this episode um and then but eventually he just gets gets out uh you know leaves and he's uh kind of complaining about you know oh you know you never you never cared for me. Like he's saying, I'm making some good points and, and you know, he's the victim here, but then he starts making everything turn upside down. And like the, the room turns sideways, Moria falls. Uh, Cause I think the ceiling, you know, she's like dancing on the ceiling or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he leaves and everything comes back to normal. So luckily she's able to like, call the X-Men and be like, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Charles come here. And, uh, like basically says like you have to come kill this kid. I've I've got a note in here that I think it's Wolverine that says like we're gonna have to go stomp a ghost. But uh, yeah. Wolverine continues to be the star of the X Men animated series. Um, he and that that also like Galaxy Brains during these episodes we're recording. Like as he just gets better and better. This is these are all Wolverine like fairly Wolverine centric episodes, uh, and he gets better and better and better as we go. And uh, of course Xavier agrees to go, and uh, we get this great flashback of Xavier proposing to Moira while he's in the <laughs> military. And uh, I love this because she's like, oh, of course, Charles, of course I marry you. Yes, yes, yes. And then, like, cue up, like, you know, what looks like two seconds later, and he gets the Dear John level letter with the ring in the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of hard to tell the chronology here because it also shows him, um, like, Nurse Nightingale, uh, like, falling in love, uh, English patienting with uh, uh, Amelia Voigt. Who's mm-hmm. like his physical therapy nurse? He's like in the war. This is back in his uh, in the war times, which I think in the comics is the Korean War. Um, this is where Juggernaut got turned into into Juggernaut and stuff. Um, so it's like I don't know whether the implication is like he fell for his physical therapist and then she broke up with him because he was cheating on her with Amelia Voigt. Or if like that happened afterwards, he found love again. But like they both end up finding love again during this flashback. Um, 
you know, they, uh, oh, so yeah, you got it. So it looks like the physical therapy happens afterwards. Afterwards. You know, yeah, yeah. Amelia um, Voigt. But hmm. it's, it's a, it's a goofy little thing where we get all of their, their loves. Uh, Moria, who's like a divorce, mo- like, you know, machine gets another divorce in the space of this flashback. <laughs> That's two divorces per flashback. Come on, Moira, what are you doing? It's like, it is. It is like I'm not trying to shame anybody. Like as I'm, I've been divorced. Like, I'm not shaming anyone for being divorced. But this is two divorces in the space of a, like, like generously twelve seconds uh, of this cartoon. So, <laughs> and we just barely um, get a glimpse of <clears throat> the hus- the guy that she left Charles for. Um, after they've had a baby, she's, he's just basically disowning her and saying like, I don't want anything yeah. to do with you or the kid and walks out. Like he's not named or anything like that just yet. Um, and then we get mm-hmm. what is going to be a trend in these episodes. And I think speaks to how, how many problems they had putting these episodes together that they had with the animation studio and everything. Because, uh, boy, almost every single episode has a lot of repeated footage that we've seen before. Uh, yeah. Like all of this oh, yeah. Moira Charles stuff that happens after now is just like him landing there and finding out that she's with Banshee and, you know, all all of that stuff that happens and Moira and Banshee making out while talking about Charles for some reason, because nothing gets me hard. Like, <laughs> like you talking about your ex baby. Uh, it's a, uh, it, there's also a scene too, where she first tells uh, Xavier that she's going to get divorced. Um, and he hugs her and he, she can't see his face. And he does this smile. That's like, <laughs> yeah, legendary. <laughs> like just this, just like, yes, get divorced. Like, you know, join me in misery. Or he's trying to get her back, of course. Sure. Uh, but that doesn't happen because she immediately, you know, uh, goes over to Banshee. So, cause she likes the screamer. Yeah. She, she likes the screamer. You, 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 um, you know, Xavier is eerily silent during sex and he just beams his emotions <laughs> oh, into God. your head. Oh God. I never <laughs> like, thought about how quiet he make, is. While making direct eye contact. <laughs> Just, just the flat, <laughs> unblinking stare of Xavier's face. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Whereas Banshee just like literally shatters the wine glass next to the table, like so. You get an appreciative lover, but it, it is it is very weird, and we it's just setting up, you know, in case you didn't know, mm-hmm. like that's the thing that it sets up. Not that Moria runs a torture facility in the in Mid Island. Island. It's that they they used to be lovers, and it's setting up uh, Amelia Voigt too late. Um, you know, we already saw her. I don't think she shows up again. So no, Amelia Voigt no. leaves Charles Xavier because he is, uh, she doesn't believe in his dream. She doesn't want to, uh, make and, the X-Men. And we get that same old, like I, at first I liked it. Do you remember me commenting about that 1960s, like original X-Men style footage of them in the, the original danger room. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, this is so great to see this. We've seen it like four or five times. now. <laughs> they do keep using it. I'm done. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not great. And, and the same problem where like, uh, Angel was not part of the team. Like when we first were introduced to Angel during the Apocalypse episodes in the first season, no one was like, "Oh, hey, hey, Warren." It's good to see. You know, bud. everyone was acting like he's new. But here, it's been established that he's an old X Man. So, kind of, kind of some continuity bullshit going on. So, uh, the X Men finally know. show up, and Moira like shows Xavier this video of Proteus going crazy, and like, and basically explains his powers that he can warp. He can basically just do anything. Like that's what this kid's power yeah. is. And uh, the, again, just Wolverine being the, the the star of the show, he is just not fucking impressed with this kid. Yeah. He's just like, whatever, man. That's easy. Just whatever. Be- <laughs> Beast is real impressed. Beast says something like, um, "Like a teenager who can." Summon anything he wishes. Scott, you know, oh my word. Like he, he like beast is like that. And then Wolverine's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Uh, There's nothing. I'm going to stab him because, because Wolverine's being such a shit bag. Xavier's like, okay, Wolverine enough. Like you guys go and try to find Proteus. And, uh, I'm going to stay here with Moira and do research. Yes. 
<laughs> like I'm going to try to, you know, see if I can I can get the old home fires burning. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, we move over to Moira's ex husband, um, who is a uh, like a family values conservative politician, uh, who is like campaigning in Scotland. Yeah, the the problem um, with Scotland today is that there's no family values. I'm going to put the family values back. I'm like, what are you going to do? Force people to get married to like? Or yeah. what, how do you? What do you mean? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it, what it means yeah. is like outlawing the gays. Probably that's probably what that actually it, it, means. Or, or mutants, you know? Or mutants. Because he's. Yeah. I was expecting him to be more of a mutant bigot. And he's. They don't really go for that angle. They just kind of go for like right wing shitbag. Um. So after we just kind of established this, so like you know, smart people in the audience can know, hey, this is probably his father because the new character is introduced. Kevin goes into this bar in Muir Island. Did you get a, a screenshot of the denizens of this bar? I haven't. I haven't yet. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back and get one because it's it's like a it's like it's a fucking mojo verse all of a sudden. Like all of these this bar is yeah, it's filled with like aliens. Like <laughs> it's it's filled with the human and human villains. The because. Uh, <laughs> We've dealt with, like, we know the Muir Island bar. Like, we have stock mutants whenever they just need to fill a scene. It's like, okay, you know, here's uh, here's Avalanche and here's Pyro. Like, they, they put some mutants in there. Here, it's all monsters. <laughs> it is extremely weird. There's, like, a, a guy with, like, a snake head. Um, the, the, none of these people look like typical mutants. Like, these, these aren't cameos. They're just weird monsters that are in this bar. And, it's, and the bar is, like, 90% monster. It's not like, you know, mutants feel like a minority in, in this, you know, in Scotland at yeah. all. It's very strange. The uh, the only thing I can, that I, I, where I thought this was going is that he's been so sheltered in his life that when he sees, like, other people, like, just normal people, like, his, oh. his weird brain, like, extrapolates them into being crazy monsters, and maybe that's why he's going crazy. But they literally mm. don't do anything with that ever again, and he treats everybody no. else normally, so I don't... <laughs> like, I it's think just, Muir Island just wild, man. Like... <laughs> All those people who went there to get the cure, like, bought one of my tickets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're all doing dishes in that bar to work off Avalanche's uh, destruction. Destruction? Oh, God. uh, The cleanest fucking bar of your island, guaranteed. (laughs) It it is. It's it's ridiculous. It is super ridiculous. Um, And he goes and he's possessed a person, like a human, to go Mm -hmm. into this bar. Um, It might be like the super stereotypical, like, bagpipe night. But that might happen later, too. I know he, I can't remember who he possesses here, but at some point he possesses, like, a guy who's in full, like, Scottish regalia. Yeah, with a kilt and everything. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I do want to mention that uh, this episode has, like, a bunch of my old favorite X-Men, the animated series classics, and just makes me long for the days that were, like, I just want a soundtrack to this, this series so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got that cool beat. You, you used it for the intro way, way back. That doom, doom, yeah, the, the cool kind of like the, the, yeah. you know, Xavier is about to get into somebody's mind shit. So yeah, Xavier's theme. Mm-hmm. Xavier's the, theme. Um, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it it does that. It does the uh, typical like the Muir Island establishing music mm-hmm. that like honking. Xavier tries to telepathically like talk to Kevin, which is great for the X Men to remember that they have like the world's most powerful telepath on their team. Uh, but Kevin, for some reason, is powerful enough to resist this. Like, that wasn't listed among his powers, but apparently so. And uh, he doesn't really get it. He's never been talked to telepathically before. Um, so he freaks out, and he goes nuts in the bar. Um, and, again, more reality-warping weirdness. 
here. Yeah, every, like the buildings start turning around and twisting, and um, it's, this is actually really cool. Like, I, I like this effect a lot because it's, mm-hmm. it's the animation style is, breaks out from its normal, like usual kind of fight scenes, and this just goes fucking crazy. Like, um, again, those buildings twisting around, roads flipping upside down, cars doing weird stuff, people going crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Yep, yep. Um, real, real good. Uh, Kevin leaves, you know, immediately after this happening. He's still confused and kind of on the run. This is where he possesses the Scottish knight uh, and gets gets on a boat. Like he's he's just kind of looking for things. He doesn't really have a purpose at this point. I, I would have established the the father stuff sooner. I think mm-hmm. um, if I were me, like he's just wandering around. You know, there, there's there's really no reason for him to be doing this at this point. But eventually, he gets a purpose uh, pretty soon. Yeah, he yeah. finds he goes to the mainland, which is what the X Men are worried about. Because on Mirror Island, he's he's kind of contained with as far as the amount of damage that he can do. Uh, yeah, once he, he gets, can do is kill some freaks. <laughs> yeah, he can just go take care of Avalanche's <laughs> bar. I'm going to assume that Avalanche owns yeah. it at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's been making payments for years. It's a rent owned. Uh, he Proteus like chills out in this trash can in an alleyway, which is really weird. And we get this weird mm-hmm. scene of. A kid getting chased into this alleyway with um, by bullies and getting kind of beaten up, and Proteus putting a stop to it and realizing what was going on and dressing up these dudes in like a pumpkin outfit. Well, it it is it's way scarier than that. I, I thought because I thought he was like changing their skin, like turning oh them into human pumpkin hybrids, and then the first one reaches up and rips off his face and then, and then reveals his face under it, showing that they're costumes. Where for a second I was like, oh god, yeah, that's like, way worse. It's not, it's not real dark. <laughs> like, this is is that Twilight Zone episode that like it's a good life one where the the kid has all the powers and he turns the the person the human jack in the box and stuff um i always think about that episode like if you had this kind of reality warping thing you'd really make people into some real grotesque monsters you know uh but this is where after he runs his kid off he he possesses the kid because you know he's proteus he don't know no better and Mm -hmm. uh, um the kid's dad runs up and is like oh my god so and so i didn't didn't write the dude's name down but um like so and so are, are you okay i saw him chasing you and Proteus like freaks out like this is what I need in my life this is a father <laughs> like yeah. it's so weird we should like show 10 like, minutes into the sh- into the show <laughs> yeah, the the depth of his abuse because he's like why does he he doesn't even understand he's like why does this man even care about this kid mm-hmm. you know which like Moria McTaggart like worst mother of the year like you just literally just been putting him in the zapping tube and like he doesn't understand the concept of a father that's like it's like the second word that kids learn <laughs> I mean, you know, and <laughs> she uh, didn't even teach him Papa. Like, you got to give this kid a yeah, Dr. Yeah. Seuss book or something. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's, like, he's 15. He has no concept of, like, family or, or any of this stuff. Like, it is it's extremely dark, you know? Um, so him just, like, learning that, like, oh, hey, you can have a father and you can have, like, a parent who cares about you. Mm-hmm. It's mind-blowing. I need to find my father. So and, he releases the kid and the dad, like, tries to protect him. Like... Hey, you know, get it, you just possess my son. Get the fuck out of here, and all a bunch of townspeople show up. Yeah, we get that like classic uh, mutant scene where everyone just throws shit at mutants for no reason. Like, oh hey, yeah. here's some debris. <laughs> yeah. That thing's it's scary. I'm gonna throw a brick at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this is also where he like runs away, right? Um, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. completely wrecks the town. Uh, there's some real inconsistency with the outfits here when our X-Men start ch- chasing this dude down. Like at one point Wolverine's in his plain clothes in the plane. Uh, Rogue's always mm. in her outfit. Beast goes back and forth between um, like having just his normal outfit, which is his, his tidy, his tidy blues yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and also having like this trench coat with a hat, like he's going to be incognito somehow as he's walking. Yeah, around. He, he does the, the disguise like the Ninja Turtles did a disguise thing a lot. 
uh, in this episode and, and kind of in general. It's pretty silly. Like they're they're trying to pass, but they kind of don't. They kind of don't care. Um, so Proteus is wrecking the town. Xavier comes again. Like says like, hey, like hey, calm down. Like I'm going to try this telepathy again and see if I can destroy mainland Scotland uh, by proxy through this kid. And the kid instead talks to him uh, through this like TV thing like appears on the the this, like psychic tv and it does a weird like doom patrol stretch out like craziness and again just actually you know what doom patrol is my is my number one go-to when i'm thinking of like how, why i like this weird stretchy alternate reality yeah things getting worked powers. yeah, yeah. And, like the tv like stretches up and out and like uh, xavier's face gets all weird and it's yeah this doesn't work of course uh so he the kid mm-hmm. just runs away and as soon as he gets out of town the town puts itself back together again like the buildings aren't crushed or anything like he it just goes back to normal but all of the fucking people in the town are shook like they're like what the yeah. fuck just happened that was Scary horrible <laughs> yeah and um, which is going to be a theme like how how much this is this shakes you to your core ends up becoming important to this and uh, at this point, Wolverine is just getting completely pissed off at this kid. Like he's like, with this, this fucking testosterone-driven kid, like yeah. I just I can I'm track him down on the ground. Execute yeah, he's just kid. like, let's kill him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's really intense. Like I'm gonna slice his head off with my claws. Um, hey, you know, hey, Xavier says like, hey, we we're superheroes. How many times has, has Xavier let you kill somebody since you joined the X Men? Like count like give me a list of people you've killed since you've put on the X. Like I, I want to know. And not not your secret snacks that you do. You know, just kind of to yourself. These are, these are not the sanctioned kills, buddy. Um, so he's flying around. Look, Wolverine puts on his uniform, starts flying around looking for the kid. Moria calls the uh, the senator, the, the person looking for election, uh, who's her ex, and says like, "Hey," I, and she he's fear. This guy's such a dick, uh, Joe McTaggart. Like he's just like, "Why would you call?" You know, like she's, <laughs> everything. And she, and she and she's so deferential. She's like, "Well, I wouldn't have called at all, but I think you're in danger." He's like, "I got an election coming up." You know, and and uh, it is it is very very uh, intense. But she says like, "Hey, it's Kevin. He's coming for you." And he's just like, "Not now. Like, I can't be seen with a you know, a mutant." And eventually, she just says, "Well, he just wants to talk to you." And he's like, "Okay, well, maybe after the election." Like, you know, he's willing to do it, but it's like right now he cannot be seen uh, as. And his thing is not about not being seen with a mutant. It's about not being seen as divorced. Yeah, he doesn't care he's, about he's, this kid rampaging a city. He just wants to get elected. Yeah. <laughs> He said, well, he said something specifically like, as a family values person, I can't be shown as being divorced. Like I can't find out I had a son out of wedlock or yeah. I had a son that is no longer with the person. It's very strange. What a shit bag. Yeah. He's bad. Uh, rogue hates him, which I, which I like that comes up next episode. Gary, why didn't they call these two episodes? We need to talk about Kevin part one and part two. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just like Kevin or Kevin is a place on earth. Like there, there's Kevin is a place you could on done. earth. is also good. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, there's lots of these things you can do. <laughs> Proteus. Uh, um, man. Um, so at this point, uh, even like everybody, Wolverine, um, do, how did they run into him? Like they, they, do they, they find him they, somehow. They just catch him. They just find him, you yeah. know, in the plane. Like he's just moping about and they, they do this confrontation at this point. Proteus calls out like a lot of these very correct things. Like, Hey, Maria, you didn't teach me anything. Like you, you know, like I'm, I'm a person and you really fucked up. And this is also where everyone finds out that, uh, he's Moria's son. Um, so the whole, all the X-Men know this, so maybe they won't summarily execute them. And, and Xavier's kind of pissed off about this whole situation. He's like, you had a baby and you didn't tell me like we used to bone down. <laughs> what the hell are you yeah. doing? And it's like, and yeah. it's a crazy mutant. Crazy mutants are my bag. What are you talking is about? It, 
<laughs> baby. Is is it this episode or the next episode where uh, Proteus' father says, we'll just pretend like Charles is his father. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that at all. <laughs> that, yeah, he really where, like, he, yeah, he literally <laughs> says, just yeah, like, no joke. He's just like, just tell him the father, his father's Charles. Uh, it, it's, it's like so fucked up and weird. Fuck you, like, Joe. Like, it takes, yeah, it, takes, it takes a pretty shitty character for me to pick you over Xavier. <laughs> but wow, yeah. you, you're really uh, how are you that. not? How are you not? How are you the worst person on this sh- in the show with the show with Xavier and Gambit? Like, <laughs> and you're somehow the worst person on the show. Um, um, I think it's during that conversation with Moria. I think it's not during this uh, this up- next episode. So mm-hmm. pretty fucked up. Uh, this fight, though, is one of the joys of of these two episodes because you know Proteus has these weird reality warping things, but he's a teenager. So like his idea of things to summon are just fucking hysterical to me. One is a giant ape. Like, he sees Beast and is like, I can make one of those. It just makes a yeah. giant <laughs> makes, a, makes a gigantic you know, monkey for a beast to fight. And then when Rogue, he goes right. the other direction. Like, he sees Rogue and he's like, oh, yeah, I can make a tiny one of those. Oh, I can make ten tiny yeah. one of those. <laughs> I would like to. I would like an action figure of her. Uh, <laughs> and, like, there's this thing where Rogue is flying around and then all these tiny rogues, like, surround her and attack her. It's great. It's really cool looking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but Wolverine, like... Is is like okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna stab this kid, uh, and he just decides to you know lit 15 years of torture out on Wolverine, like turns him in inside out, rips him in half, like turns his claws into snakes, like he really fucks up Wolverine, uh, and uh, eventually like you know he he leaves, they like scare him off uh, again, but Wolverine is shaking his shit, like Wolverine like is like weeping uh, during this. And we've never like, seen Wolverine amazing. like lose it like this. Like he gets emotional about Morph every once in a while, but like not yeah. like broken on the ground, crying, not able to move. <laughs> and he's yeah, gonna, it's it's very intense. It's it's pretty um, dark for for a Saturday morning cartoon show. The uh, this is uh, we we've talked before about um, the the comics comics alliance like recaps of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always read those because I don't want to steal any jokes, but sometimes I will uh, to remind me. Uh, of what you know what happened in the episode there's anything i missed um and uh, chris sims does those and he read the comics do, do you know about what happens in the comics when this happens i uh, have no idea yeah no clue wolverine is very upset and crying like that happens mm-hmm. and the way he gets out of it is cyclops throws a cup of coffee in his face and then pile drives him and that gets him to like snap out of it he throws a explain that to, you're gonna have to run that by me one more time <laughs> I didn't like, quite. Cyclops. okay uh, scott summers uh-huh. the mutant known as cyclops mm-hmm. there's a uh, a cup of coffee in wolverine's face and it's like you know you're gonna have to toughen up we have to do the mission like lives are in danger and then wolverine is still being a sad sack so cyclops pile drives him okay like and there's like there's scenes of it and stuff so they they didn't do that in the cartoon but that's how wolverine gets his groove back in the comic i take it back i now understand yeah. why moira is making a therapy ray <laughs> Because this has got to be better than the pile driving into coffee. Like she had to hear that. Go wait, wait, no! I've got a gadget. I can heal him. Uh, it, it is. It is so fucking goofy. Um, so uh, th- that's where the episode ends. We start. Out, we pick up again uh, here on Proteus Part Two, uh, tracking down his father, who is now a candidate for Secretary of State. Um, I love that his father. I think that's the highest office that it is too. Like I don't think they told us before what the office is. No, no, it's not, that's not a big deal to be Secretary of State, but like. It's very funny. Um, Proteus continues threatening lives with his uncontrollable powers. It's up to Professor Exe- uh, Professor X alone to try to stop the boy who brought even Wolverine to his knees. <laughs> the boy who brought Wolverine to his knees. That's now that sounds like a Chris Claremont title. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except there's not enough adverbs in it. It should be surely the boy who did it. The boy who ver- brought Wolverine <laughs> to his verily knees. Um, the uh, yeah, so we we open up on Wolverine puking and crying <laughs> on a tree. I mean, he's he's just like leaning against this tree. I could only assume that he's puking against it because his entire body got like twisted inside out. Yeah, yeah, and I, then, I love it, and that would probably make me puke too. Again, like oh yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I have a but lot of sympathy is, to, with Wolverine right now. Like this, this is a bad time to have. But being able to have like a, a gif of Wolverine puking over and over on a tree is like, you know, again, quite the gift. Like it's it's a rare thing that is worth noting. Uh, I love the animation here is so bad. Like they're, they're going to do like a pan across like that. They're real fond of doing to show us thing. And then Wolverine is still holding himself up against the tree, except now the tree is totally gone. So he's just puking and crying in midair. <laughs> Whenever you see an animation error, it's actually Proteus magic. Oh yeah, sure. Um, Proteus is on every episode for the next season. And a half. you just yep, don't know and all the CBS every episodes before this all ha- takes place in Proteus's mind. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna zoom out at the end of the series and be uh, Proteus holding a snow globe. Um, Beast like puts puts two and two together and it says like, hey, he kept talking about his father. What if we found him? Uh, so thanks, super genius. <laughs> yeah, um, finally so somebody gonna... suggests this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and not you know, Moria fucking McTaggart uh, suggesting it. Who is the person who knew this from the start? Um, so. Uh, Evil, you know, Proteus is back into a, like the orange electric monster, uh, Proteus, mm-hmm. and uh, he's kind of stalking his father, hiding in these bushes uh, while his father is doing a doing a speech. And this is the weirdest like tangent of this episode where he, nothing happens to these two. Like, there's a couple walking by, a man and a woman, and I'm mean, I guess they're not a couple because he's trying to hit on her, and he's like, "Oh, honey, I, you know, I, you, me, you should hang out. I'd love to save the whales." And she just like cold shuts him down, which is great, but. Why are we spending forty five seconds on this? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It is a weird, like, just trying to show politics, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like, Kevin politics. does. Kevin does like take over the guy and runs to mm-hmm. like another scene, and then just completely lets him go. Like Kevin doesn't stick with like human people very long. <laughs> he just no. just takes him over, runs around, and then lets him go immediately. Catch and release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Um. Yeah, so he's watching this speech, and the speech again is all about family values. You know, it just like it just like literally like I love my kids, uh, kind of over and over. Um, so as Kevin's uh, you know heading to you know presumably disrupt the speech, he runs into the X Men again. The X Men are going to stop him. Um, he kind of yells at his mom some more, and uh, Wolverine is there, and Wolverine's you know perhaps a little bit hesitant to summarily execute this kid because he's scared, and Proteus creates this like river. Of like goo, <laughs> just this uh, giant so. green goo river and like a melted church or something. It's very weird, yeah. Like it's like the Notre Dame. It's like the the. It's like uh, a cathedral. Like it's a huge like you know landmark cathedral thing that he creates a, this thing and, and Wolverine kind of surfs in it. Like Wolverine is uh, uh, here here for this green stream. And the, I, uh, it's so it's such a dumb looking thing with his like he's just kind of wobbling around and. <clears throat> not doing anything more or less. He's just like, like kind of just surfing down this thing for no reason. Like he's not attacking anybody. I think he might like jump up and try to save a civilian at some point. But by that point, Proteus leaves and all this stuff goes back to normal anyway. Yeah. Yep, yep. So he leaves and Moria ends up talking to Joe again and says like, uh, this might be where Joe says like, just tell him Xavier's his father. But uh, Joe was like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want a mutant kid. I don't want a divorce thing. Like leave me alone. and trying to win this election. It's soon. 
you know, and even when it, it's soon, it's not like in an hour, you know, like it, it's in a couple days or it's in a week, or even if it's tomorrow, uh, you know, it, it still like seems like there'd be time to just go say hi to this kid and stop Scotland from being destroyed. You know, so, so all the McTaggarts are pretty fucked. Like these, they, they're not good people. They're none of these are good people. Like even Xavier, who is, is normally my, my good punching bag on this, on the show. Um, like he's trying to convince Joe about it, but he's basically just yelling at Joe for being a bad dad. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, Xavier, <laughs> you, you pay children yeah, the, in cars to yeah. live in your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Le- where, where's Legion at? Where's Legion at? Xavier? Yeah, where are your boy at? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know, do you know where Legion is? Uh, but um, Joe pretty much just says like, um, he doesn't need any protection whatsoever, right? He doesn't need, cause that's what the X-Men are nominally there for. Like we think that Kevin's going to come after you. Um, so let us, let us hang yeah. out and protect you. And he's like, no, I hired these two thick neck motherfuckers. Right. And they walk out behind him. I'm like, yes, yeah, got- you're the family values guy. We're walking around with two dope, dre- dope dealers. <laughs> what are you yeah, doing? <laughs> like I've got, I've got the, the thugs from that bar in the sixties. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Wolverine and, and his, his black girlfriend storm, uh, fucked up. Um, so they're going to be there. And, uh, so Proteus at this point breaks into, uh, Joe's in, in Joe's house and kind of explores around. Um, I think at this point he sees pictures of Joe with his new kids too, which is a real slap in the face. He does. Uh, and finds out that he's, he's speaking in public and rogue is sent to like do surveillance on Joe and keep an eye on him and is just overhearing him talk and hating him <laughs> yeah, like the whole time really because good. rogue has, has like a child abuse issues as well. You know, like Rogue mm-hmm. was abandoned by a real shitty dad, you know, and you'd think that the world's greatest telepath would know not to put people in these kind of fraught situations like this. But here we are, you know, have beast do it. Beast had a good relationship with his parents. I think we need to start rephrasing. That. I think he's just the world's strongest telepath, not the world's greatest <laughs> telepath. <laughs> yeah. He's actually pretty shitty. <laughs> he's, he's kind yeah. of a shitty guy. Um, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's not, not good at the function of his job. At the uh, at the event where he's going to be speaking, like Beast has been hanging out there, and uh, he's just in his like you know I'm I'm a normal guy clothes, uh, except he's reading a magazine and loudly quoting poetry to nobody. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what? You might as well be hanging upside down and, and, and mixing up a cranberry there. sauce. What are you doing? <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, so we we talk a lot of shit about Xavier, like having to, to wrangle this cadre of idiots. <laughs> so difficult. I see why he leaves Gambit at home all the time. He's probably just yeah, like. Like, sick of it <laughs> and like out of people on his team like gambit can kind of pass you know like so it makes sense to have him there but like no if, if we did that he'd be stepping in on that save the whale guys like you know side piece and, and trying to get there we you know we we if, if the most normal person you can have to to fit in in public in this thing is beast who just like just reads poetry all the time like i can imagine this being immensely frustrating like we we're very hard on Xavier. However, by some you know measures, he is a saint for not just rewiring all of these motherfuckers' brains. <laughs> <laughs> or or alternate theory, he's tried and he's made them these this dumb. Like he's this oh, is him man, trying to fix them. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened when he tried to convince them to be superheroes, and they were like, "Fuck you! What do you mean get paid in cars? No, <laughs> well I shall be super. I will be poetry man. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not what I meant." Like, <laughs> open your mind. We're not going to take down Magneto with your poetry. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, as the bard says, no. Uh, <laughs> oh uh, man, Cyclops! I'm going to go boss somebody around. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's good for me. Yeah, actually, that's what we need. <laughs> uh, 
I, uh, I need a, a sniveling sycophant who happens not to be in this episode for no particular reason. Yeah, we, it's it's. Um, I've not found any rhyme or reason about why they they have teams. I would imagine that there is an episode order, like a like a, a lost episode order that would maybe make sense with this stuff. But yeah, I, like I Gene can't. And Cyclops are off doing Mister Sinister shit or something. Yeah, I don't, and I'm not yeah. going to be the guy that tries to put all that together because, frankly, I don't care that much. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't actually matter. Gene Gray would be useful during this this whole thing. So I think just about like anybody would be useful in this whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> anybody besides for Beast, besides for Beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolverine has decided that um, he's going to go with the, uh, the the not the Brotherhood of Evil, but uh, the Hellfire Club method of just getting entrance into this public speech via the sewer for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> while wearing yeah. his outfit that he was wearing at Magneto's funeral from a few episodes ago. So yeah, his Sunday best to go into the, <laughs> into the sewer. The sewer. Um, yeah. But he's 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 obviously freaking out a little bit. Like he's 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 very shaken he's from scared. his experience with Proteus. Yeah. yeah. He's scared. Um, and so Joe gives a speech as all his family value shit. And rogue is furious about the hypocrisy, uh, that's going on here. And Proteus shows up in full monster mode. Um, and this thing is just like, I'm, you know, I'm your son, you know, <laughs> and, and, and they're, they're going back and forth. Um, kind of, uh, uh, you're trying to convince him and it's obviously not working. Um, so the team, tries to step in, but Wolverine, you know, they do real shitty. Yeah. Uh, Proteus uses like, you know, bats and, and waterfalls and ice slides and all this cool, you know, Proteus shit to stop him. And it's somehow, I think implied that the reason why they lost is because Wolverine was not on board. Um, yeah. And Cause he gets too scared. He, he hesitates. He leaves and, um, Proteus makes this giant hole in the ground and like slides, uh, Xavier and, Someone else, I think it might have been Rogue, um, <clears throat> or it's probably Beast, uh, slides it to it. Like, they're going to fall into this hole in the earth, right? So, at the last minute, Wolverine shows back up and, you know, grabs them uh, to save them. But, yeah, like, if he had been there, maybe they would have done better. But, yeah, mm. does not happen very often. Uh, Moira finally decides, like, after all of this, okay, well, I have a solution. And, uh, like, it's it's not really said, Um until a little bit later, but it's heavily implied that she's like, okay, well I've, I'm going to turn my therapy ray into my obliterator obliteration ray. and I'm going to kill my son. <laughs> I kill him with too much therapy. <laughs> uh, it's like, she's a Scientologist now and she thinks that therapy will, will kill you. Of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. So she, yeah, she's just, you know, this, they kept him under control uh, for a long time. But if we, uh, if we zap him at full blast, it might kill him, but let's do that. Cause he's going to destroy Scotland. Yeah, and um, uh, in between all of this, Beast is like kind of just like loudly and around Wolverine, saying like, "Wow, Wolverine must be really scared because he's never experienced fear before." And I'm like, "The the dude is like a guy, like he's experienced yeah. fear. Like I know and, he and he's like, all the time. 150 years old, and <laughs> there's a part, and Wolverine's like, I ain't scared of nothing. And uh, and Beast says like, you're, you know, uh, but perhaps it is the first time, you know, like they they they're having kind of he says it kind of nobody, but then Wolverine steps in and that becomes a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, real weird, and and one of the things I like about these episodes uh, that we're covering in this session is like this does get followed up on. Yeah, this uh, mm-hmm. this Wolverine trauma, not in a, a good or cool way, but like <laughs> no, it does not at all. There are consequences for this. It gets followed up on in a way that allows them to use about five minutes of previous animated footage that they don't yeah, have to pay like for in an, in an eighteen minute episode <laughs> after commercials. So um, Wolverine stops them and says, like, "Hey, uh, you know." Don't you realize that Moria just offered to kill her own son? That's pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Let's stop that from happening. 
and, and meanwhile, we like Joe has spun this to the press. Like he's doing another speech. Like this is how much time mm-hmm. jumps a little bit. It's, it's jumping all over the place. He's it's doing another time during this whole thing too. Like yeah, I don't know, man. The timeline of politics in Scotland are very strange. <laughs> it's very odd over there. Um, but he's he's told the press that uh, all of this this giant monster that attacked him was his opponent that's running for the Secretary of State. <laughs> <laughs> like Grabtor shall be Secretary of State. <laughs> it's not uh, like yo. It's just I mean like you're just you're just basically a diplomat, dog. Just like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not life or death. Oh no! You know what though? Um, I hate to, to to make us go back in time, but during mm-hmm. that scene with Beast, that's also the scene where uh, Rogue gives Wolverine shit about uh, not helping them, and Wolverine calls her Cornpone. Oh my god! I did not. Yeah. I would have. I would have noted down Cornpone. <laughs> yeah, that, I feel that, like that we definitely wa- happened. I wonder if there's two different dubs of this episode. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Like they censored it. Um, <laughs> But th- that's why Beast starts talking about it because Wol- Rogue is like, "You could have helped us, Beast or uh, Wolverine." And then Beast is like, "Well, perhaps he was scared." Wolverine says, "I'm never scared." And then Wolverine turns to Rogue and says, "Back off, Cornpone," something like that. And it's pretty great. Uh, and it also sounds real dirty, like Cornpone. Corn-pone. Yeah, it sounds very dirty without actually being dirty. Mm-hmm. You know. Anywho, um, so uh, they're they're gonna stop. Uh, so he does another speech. Um, the X-Men are going to attack, um, but Xavier steps in and starts talking to Joe McTaggart. Yeah, it's basically um, a this, repeat this of what, a real anti-climax. <laughs> it's a repeat of what just happened, right? Like, Proteus breaks into another speech. It's the same thing that yeah. just happened. And the, the speech is like, uh, Joe says something like, going back to the things uh, that I have memorized, but I pretended to say off the top of my head. Um, and, and Rogue is like, you slick son of a bitch. Like, like Rogue is really impressed with that, like that improvised line. Uh, and it's very, very strange. But the, the dumbest part about this episode is just that like Xavier does just fix it. Like he tried twice and it just caused Proteus to go into a reality warping rage. And now all of a sudden it works. And the only thing that's different this time is that Xavier says, hey, why don't you possess me? Why don't you look in my mind and see the work that I've done with mutants that I've helped people? And that um, somehow, while that is happening, also convinces Joe the asshole is like, to ask forgiveness for his son and want to be a dad. Like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <Yeah. laughs> how did you – how do you know anything that's going on right now? <laughs> I think I think the subtext here is that Xavier made him do it. You think so? But he never says it. I mean, I think that's a cooler. I don't know if it's actually what happens. I think it'd be cooler because like, he's just like, Hey, this guy is serious business. He fucked up my number one fighter. Like I'm just going to alter this guy's mind without telling anybody. And I think that, that, that'd be cool. Canon for this. I, I, I am into that, into that read because he does act weird. He does pick up his 15 year old son in his arms and carry him out the door. Like he was a new bride. It's, <laughs> if you watch it, it is like one adult carrying another adult. It's, it's really, really strange. weird. <laughs> Um, the episodes were covered this batch of episodes of work recording today has a lot of this like there's a there's a thing in the christmas episode where like there's a dude that just like bounces a dude around and i'm like excuse me what is going on with this show yeah it's Uh, it's it's very good so so they they just leave Uh, they walk out going where i don't know who knows um (laughs) i guess they're not gonna finish i guess maybe they're gonna go vote maybe he's gonna go register his son to vote so he can get an extra (laughs) vote (laughs) yeah um so they uh, they uh, they flash forward to Banshee and, and Kevin are playing some kind of video game like where where it's like it's a little bit like um, uh, whatever that that game is where you put in the anticipation or not anticipation you put in the the shapes in the board like they're like manipulating glowing shapes 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's supposed to be some kind of training. Like it's a game and Proteus is losing, but everyone's really happy. And Moyer says something like, isn't it better to be trained by Benji than to be tortured? <laughs> I don't think she says tortured, but the, the implication is just like, Hey, isn't this nice that I'm not torturing you? I can't, I can't help but think that, uh, like, Moira had to see Xavier, like, just solve this issue within, like, a space of a day. Like, could you not have mm. called this dude before now? <laughs> I mean, mm. what is what is the shame in this? You, you had a kid with your divorced husband. Like, how does... Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. And then, and then it ends with this big love fest about Xavier, where Wolverine is like, hey, I couldn't face him, but Xavier's got balls of steel. Like, he could do it. And it's a very weird little, like, you know, I guess, you know, but Xavier doesn't actually have to get his, his hands dirty or anything. He just has to, you know, zap people with his brain. Doesn't seem that scary to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're Wolverine and you're fighting like a reality warping monster, I feel like you would be smart enough to go like, oh, we need the telepath in here. Like my, my warrior skills, mm-hmm. my berserk mode is not going to do anything to this dude because he could just turn my claws into snakes. <laughs> like that could be a thing that he does <laughs> <laughs> and did. Um, <clears throat> so the fact that he's so impressed with, with Xavier here seems weird, but I mean, they have to end the episode at some point. I guess they had, that's, that's the, you know, we're not, what we learned today is to rely on professor Xavier for everything. <laughs> the mm. more, you know, you know, period to this this whole thing it's very strange mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and that's uh that's these two episodes which are good like we were you know making fun of it it they are really good it's just a, it's not perfect like it, I, I think that it ends a little too quick and too easy um you know if joe like there would have been a way to make this work with within itself i think like if like let's say joe uh, actually had a change of heart. And the reason he did was like, he realized like, Oh, like if I don't actually take care of that, you know, my, my family, my political values are not more important than the fact that like all these people are going to die. Or you know? if um, at some point Kevin and kind of a fit of rage possessed his dad and because they're related, oh, he, sure. he got like the, the communication was two way all of a sudden. So he realized what his son had gone through under the hands of Moira, the torture mom. <laughs> it was like, no, 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 I'm going to get custody of this kid back. <laughs> that would have been a good turn too. Uh, I'm with you. I, actually, as much shit as we talk about, I'm like, th- this is kind of like good X-Men animated series to me. Like this is like, it's a good X-Men oh, yeah. story. It's fun. Like a lot of weird powers, a lot of weird animation. Like it's good to make fun of too. Like it's goofy as hell in a way that isn't, quite as dumb as some of the other episodes as we, we we've it's a good mix <laughs> yeah exactly um you know and and it actually genuinely feels like there are there are stakes like this is an unstoppable monster and they have to get to it through its heart rather than just like destroying it because they can't destroy it you know they sent their their number one destroyer at it mm-hmm. uh, and he could not do it so pretty cool actually i think um with with some you know problems which we talked about yeah, you're not stuff. that serious. I don't think this ever comes up again on the uh, the, the cartoon, but it you know he shows up from time to time uh, in the comics. It just oh. just comes up like reality warps his way into. Is that how they do like movie episodes? Like, oh, now we're in a movie because <laughs> <laughs> Proteus is here. Um, yep. Cool. Oh. Well, this has been an excellent episode. Yeah, yeah, this has been real fun. Um, looking forward to the next couple episodes of recording as well. Uh, we got good stuff. You know, again, we're we're climbing that galaxy brain tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be back in a couple weeks with uh, family ties and the lotus and the steel. I'll give you one guess what the lotus and the steel is about. Um, 
That's that's definitely what Gambit Gambit calls uh, the sex nowadays, right? <laughs> like the Lotus and the the, the, the Steel. And the steel. <laughs> Man, it is like the like Gambit voice dot wave referring to a vagina as a lotus. Um, <laughs> Shit. It's not like I said a lotus, like the uh, the corn, the, the the Mexican street food. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely wasn't saying that. <laughs> a lotus, not e lotus. E lotus. Um, yeah. Um, the, uh, so if you, uh, if you like this show, the best way to support it is to go to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV and kick us a couple bucks a month. Um, that would be very appreciated. It would. And, uh, the show way back in the day was a Patreon milestone goal. It was. And, uh, yeah. the, the <clears throat> heartbeat city is now officially funded. So that's, that should be starting soon. I believe. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So let, let me, uh, Not well, soon, nope, but- because of, uh, yeah, soon. It is officially funded soon. Like we always lose tons of money uh, at the beginning of the month, which I knew was going to happen. But we were getting so close to getting there. So as of yesterday, it was funded, and then a bunch of people's credit cards expired. Gotcha. Which happens uh, every month on the first. So <laughs> it's got to be hooray. so frustrating. <laughs> just, yeah, just, it is. Just, just fix your shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's not. It's you know, I'm not mad at anybody for no, for that, but it not, is yeah. mildly frustrating. Sure. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, that, that's that's a cool way to do it. You could also leave iTunes reviews. Um, like iTunes has made it, or excuse me, Apple has made it almost impossible to do that from your phone now. I, I don't know if you use mm. the actual iOS podcast app, but uh, with yeah, I had no idea. The most recent version, it doesn't even. You can barely even search for podcasts. Like I searched for something and it brought up five podcasts that were vaguely oh. related. Like it wasn't even a list. It was horrible. So if you can leaving iTunes reviews really helps us out. It bumps us up in the charts and uh, that can lead to a lot more exposure. And it's a pain in the ass. So thank you in advance of doing it. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't, if, it, if it's too much of a pain in the ass or if it stops you from doing it, uh, just telling your friends is also very useful. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Gary, where, where are you at on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gary Bud, G-A-R-Y-B-U-H. And I'm at J.G. And, Greer, uh, and the podcast is D-O-F-C Podcast. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks with another bonkers episode of X-Men the Animated Series. Good night. Because it's always night where Gary is. That's true. I I don't have, I have my windows uh, closed.